It's a common misconception that drinking eight glasses of water a day is enough for healthy hydration. It is not, people, but sweat consists of water and sodium, which means that you need water plus electrolytes to stay properly hydrated. Thankfully, there are products like Element that have all your electrolyte needs covered. You can try Element Recharge Sample Pack by going to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com slash people for only the cost of shipping. Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I am Mark Titus. She is Charlotte Wilder, and her hair is very, very, very wet. Charlotte, yeah. the, what, what's going I'm usually the one with the wet hair. I'm usually the, the look like a pro wrestler. What What is going on here? Well, today I look like a really, if, if a pro wrestler had hair this long that was this wet, I'd be like, that's just gross. So I apologize to everybody who's watching this on YouTube, which you should be, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of hair news on the pod. Mark got a haircut. I did, which yeah. you can only see if you go to any of our social channels. Right, I I got the I. It, it's a little shorter than I wanted it to be honest. Uh, I gave my barber very contradictory directions. I was, yeah, he's tell like, he's it, like, tell, can you tell the people what you told your barber? <laughs> yeah, so I had I had very long hair. I hadn't gotten cut since March fourth. I went back and looked it up. Uh, March fourth, twenty twenty was the last time I got a haircut of wow. any kind. I wasn't trimming it along the way. I wasn't grooming it really, other than washing it and combing it. That was about it. Yep. Um, and then you know the pandemic. I it, it it's not over, but it, it for all intents and purposes, it feels like we here in America are are have have kind of beat this thing. So I was like, yep. all right, that, that and that was the whole impetus behind growing it out was that I was gonna just ride out the whole pandemic. Uh, so I was like, all right, it's time to get it cut. I'm gonna. I like the long hair though, so I'm gonna keep it long. Um, but I want it shorter, and that's pretty much exactly what I told my barber. He's like, he's like, so what do you want here? And I was like, I was like, well, I gotta be honest. I dig the long hair because I used to do uh, when I would go get my hair cut. I used to do like the the tight fade, you know, like the the classic military. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm, crew fa- cut, I'm familiar. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I don't want that. Keep the long hair. I dig the long hair. He's like, so what do you want? And I was like, why? Well, but I just want it shorter. He's like, so you want it short or do you want it long? And I was like, yes, you got it. And then uh, when the dust settled, he gave me the uh, season three Jim Halpert, I think. Or the season he is, four. Listen, <laughs> That's what he gave me. Like when, when Jim shows up at the way, office it's, it's... And, he's, and he doesn't have the mop top anymore. That's what I got going on now. So. Okay. So first of all, that's you, I think it, it doesn't look dopey like Jim Halpert looks. So oh, don't let wow. that go to your head. But, you know, I think wow, it's a good haircut. You. I Props to your barber. Remember how, do you remember that episode when we talked about the hardest jobs in sports? And yeah. I said that Mark Davis's barber has the hardest oh, job yeah, in sports. Yeah. You basically just gave your barber the hardest job in sports because yeah. you were like, I, I'm giving you the most vague contradictory instructions and expect you to give me exactly what I want. And right. in that vein, I think he got pretty close. He got close. It's fine. I, I wanted it longer. I still wanted the flow coming down the back. And oh, like, but I it, see. But it doesn't but here's matter. The thing, It'll grow back. back. It'll grow back. Yeah, that's it's what I thought. Hair. It's just hair. It's not that Although big I do deal. have nightmares that... Um, someone cuts my ponytail off so <laughs> that's your nightmare <laughs> yes yeah, really messed up i don't know what i like i yeah <laughs> although just... last night i dreamt that i that i that i got 15 bowls of chipotle so no one wants to hear you talk about your dreams but that you... one was <laughs> 15 bowls of chipotle. yeah they're like charlotte and i was like what <laughs> here's a question can you uh sue somebody if if say you fell asleep mm-hmm. you came over to my house to watch the big game yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you doze off. 
or something happens and I notice uh-huh. you're you're asleep in the recliner and I'm yeah. like I'm going to I'm going to pull a classic zinger here. Yeah. I'm going to cut, cut her, off my ponytail. I'm going to cut off her ponytail just make her hair really short. Do you have legal recourse at that point? Is that no, that, a, that be, I think that becomes like mafia rules. Like I take matters into my own hands yeah. and I make your life a living hell for cutting off my ponytail because <laughs> it's outside the system of, of I think justice, it is. even I, though it I, I think it be. is. I think there's a loophole like in, in the justice system where like I, I don't, don't think there's a charge. I don't know could possibly sue you for cutting yeah. off my ponytail. Yeah, what do you charge me with? Is it assault? Is it, it yeah, could, I don't you know. Could, you could make an argument. You it's could assault? make an argument that it was assault. Because <laughs> if you cut off my arm, I'd be like, "That's definitely it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing." So, uh, does is hair like corporations? Is hair a person? That's a, is, is hair a person? That's right what in. it all comes down. Peoplesportspodcast at gmail dot com is yep. hair a person? Uh listen. In more hair news, there's a man yep. by the name of Aaron Rodgers who is growing his hair out as well, and he's doing so on the island of. Damn, I wish I knew. I didn't actually. I just started since and I didn't know. The state of Hawaii. The Hawaii? islands of Hawaii. The islands. Uh, I don't know which one he's on. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is is providing content for this podcast as only he can. And you're fired up about it, Charlotte. Oh, man. This, the, I, I love when uh, we, we do... When you get excited about every one of these shows, if we're being honest. But like yeah. anytime... <laughs> There's an Aaron Rodgers the Leslie Nope of sports yeah. media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can just say it. I, you text fun. me like an hour before every show, and you're like, "I'm so excited for today." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, Charlotte." We have know. I told you? Have we I know. told you how my my roommate in when we were just out of college? She's my best friend, Hillary. Shout out, Hillary. I love her dearly, and we lived together, uh, you know, for two years after college, two or three years after college, and she um, <laughs> she once said to me, she was like, "You know, Char, I just want you to know, like." Just because I'm not, I don't seem as excited as you are when I come home from work as you are to see me. It doesn't mean I'm not as excited to see you. Yeah. I just express it differently. (laughs) (laughs) Like truly what I'm like a golden retriever. You are. I'm like, but like an occasionally really moody golden retriever. Like it makes zero sense. But she was like, I just, I just want you to know that. And so I feel like we have that dynamic on this podcast. Well, Um, good for you. I love golden retrievers. So it works out well. Yeah, there you go. Uh, So anyway, so yes, I'm, I'm, thrilled about this mark because i i truly feel that the content gods have smiled upon us today because i saw first of all we've got amazing bryson dechambeau brooks kepka beef mm-hmm. that we're going to get into we've mm-hmm. got aaron Rodgers and shailene woodley on vacation with the actor miles teller and his girl his wife kelly his wife. teller who spells yeah, who? her name k-e-l-e-i-g-h wow which is she's not getting any love is she not famous is that it I don't like, know. I, I, I just I, keep seeing that they say, because like I, I was so confused because I kept seeing all these headlines about how Aaron and Shailene Woodley are hanging out with Miles Teller. I was like, is Miles Teller just third wheeling on like Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers right? and Shailene Woodley on like a, they're, they're on like a pre honeymoon, by the way, is what it feels like. It's it like they're just in Hawaii. Like they're not married yet, but they're on a honeymoon anyway. And then Miles Teller's just along for the ride. And I'm like, what's I, going on here? You're like, why are they there? Why are they there? Also, yeah. what has Miles Teller been in since Whiplash? Uh, I don't know. Do you need to be anything else after that movie? No, what a I guess great not, movie. I've looked her up. Her name was Kelly Sperry. She's a model. Okay. Well, I mean, she oh, looks yeah. like a model. She looks like, they all look amazing. Did you see that picture of them on, on a waterfall posing? I did, and I was yeah. like, these are just like perfectly cut people. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like, Aaron, look at that. Are you kidding people me? People were killing like, Aaron for like not being 
I don't know. For not, he, I mean, he's a professional athlete. I, I, the, the standard for professional athlete bodies is uh, it's too much. We need to. We, too much. <laughs> Way too much. We got to normalize the dad bod. We got it. Like Miles Garrett has ruined everything. Like people see video of Miles <laughs> Garrett like lifting weights, and they're like, "Yeah, that's what every pro athlete should look like." And then you Aaron see Aaron Donald Rogers. has done no yeah, one Aaron any favors. Donald, yeah. You know what, Mark? We Aaron Rodgers need... looks great, and everyone's <laughs> like, does. "I don't get it. I don't. I don't see a six pack, and I don't see. A, I don't think he can bench four hundred five pounds. So I, he must be." We need to normalize <laughs> the mid range jumper, and we also need to normalize um, dad strength. Because I yes. think what Aaron is exhibiting, he looks good. He looks fun. Like, come on, everybody. I don't know. I just so anyway. We'll get to that. That happens, and then I was looking at Twitter, and I see a tweet that says the match. Uh, you've got Phil uh-huh. Nicholson and Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. And I was like, my brain exploded. I was like, this is all of the things that we talk about that I obsess about in one news cycle. And honestly, my little brain is having a hard time keeping all of this. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the match was made. It was tailor made for us. Yes. The two of us. Uh, Excuse me. Um, I think the only way it gets better is if Phil is not in it and you just put in like Yosemite Sam or <laughs> Babe Ruth's dead wife. Uh, like, cause Phil, we love Phil on this program. Uh, but I don't, I, we, we don't spend a ton of time. We, talking haven't, about. we haven't really like obsessed no. over Phil. Like we have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers and Bryson. Who could, be, who could they've paired with? Like what golfer? Uh, I mean, Brooks is the obvious thing, but we don't, we, we haven't really talked much about Brooks. We're going to today. Yeah, we're definitely oh. going to today. Uh, who else? Like, what other golf situation? I don't know. I don't I'm know. trying to think. I, I feel thinking. like you've nailed it with Rosenbaum or, you know, Babe Ruth's dead. Helen Ruth. Helen, <laughs> um, Bob Baffert. <laughs> oh, that, there it is. There it is. There it is. My hair is just making my T-shirt extremely wet. <laughs> this, is, this is a struggle. This is so funny. Also, my T-shirt, I'm wearing... Do you see Patrick Ewing behind me I as do. always? Yeah. I'm yeah. wearing a Patrick Ewing T-shirt wow. in honor Look of at you. the Knicks tonight. Classic, just just as Boston goes down 0-2, just the classic pivot. To, oh yeah. What, do, a, what are you going to do tonight when the Knicks lose and they're down 0-2 as well? <laughs> I don't know, Mark. I'm trying not to think about that yet. I'll probably drink. If we're being Charlotte's going to wait until Game Six of the NBA Finals to decide who her NBA team is this year. <laughs> I'm going to be a huge Nets fan. Just Nets give fan, it. Yeah. I'm going to shit on the Nets the Nets the whole playoffs, and then I'm going to be a massive Nets fan. Yeah. Are you no, going to start really, tweets with as a, as a as a New Yorker? This is great for the city. As a Brooklynite, I'm so excited to. I told my mom the other day. She was asking me about you know. She was like, "I follow sports because of you," and I was like, "That is really sweet." She was like, "I try to know some things, but I don't know that much." She was like, "For example, I didn't know it was basketball time until I saw your podcast tweeting about it or something." And I was like, "Oh yes, it is basketball time." It's she basketball was like, time. <laughs> she was like, she she was like, it, she was like, did you see the New Yorker? This is this sort. Of, this tells you about. But she was like, did you see the New Yorker cover of the Knicks and the Nets? And I was like, I did see that. And she was like, I said, you know, they're they're pretty good. They're both in the playoffs. And she was like, okay, that's good. That's something to know when I talk about it with other people. And I was like, hey, here's what you can say. You can say, regardless of how you feel about the Nets, this is great for New York. This is great for mm, basketball. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, isn't that like such a cliche? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
Yeah, okay. I'm sorry that you're too smart for sports media. Yes, yeah, yeah, she's even yeah, she's even burnt out by sports media, and she doesn't even consume it. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> "You like, kidding me? People say that." Yeah. <laughs> like, mom, who do you do you like, Jordan or LeBron more? And she's like, "Ugh, that's yeah. so trite." Seriously, like, what? You've never even thought about it, mom. I've never once heard your thoughts. She's like, "No, I don't. No, it's too much." She's like, "Not interesting." Um, if it is, I just realized if it is Lakers Nets finals, which is what the Vegas odds makers believe is supposed to happen in these playoffs, uh, that's house divided on this podcast. You are the you are the Brooklyn wow. faction. I am the the Lakers are famously the Marina Del Rey Lakers. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> that's true. There are a lot of Lakers. I was told there are a lot of Lakers that live. Uh, around here at a, there's an apartment complex down the down the way really? they live in marina dari but it's not the ones you it's it's always like like i was told it's always the lakers that like are are that are thinking that they're gonna get traded Le, lebron they're they're the guys that like Le, lebron floats their names is like we're it's gonna just get rid of Kuzma, yes. isn't it? yeah it's kyle kuzma <laughs> alex caruso <laughs> KCP, Lonzo. Oh. I think Lonzo used to live over there. You know, like Julius Randall. That was where he lived. You know, all these guys that, that you got to get rid of them so you can. I think I know the building. LeBron. I think you pointed those out to me. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. That's wow. Anyway. Well, it's yeah, that is going to be as, as your mom said. I love that phrase. It's I need that on a T-shirt. Time. It's basketball it's bas- time. <laughs> the Des Moines Yacht Club on the back. It's basketball, it's basketball time. time. There it is. <laughs> Uh, all right, so where, where do we want to start here? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Salem Woodley. Let's just start there because yeah. I, I think the, the meat and potatoes of this show is going to be Bryce DeChambeau, Brooks Kekba. I don't know who's the meat and who's the potatoes, but that's... They're both the potatoes. They're both the potatoes. <laughs> uh, but the appetizer, as it frequently is on this show... Mm-hmm. Is an update of Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. We've kind of hit the bullet points already. They're in Hawaii. They're yeah. loving life. You are the the relationship expert of of <laughs> this relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do the people need to know? What are are, are what's going on? Mark, I think you actually nailed it um, on Monday when you said Aaron Rodgers is happy. I think he's the happiest he's ever been in his life. And I think that's kind of all there is to say about it. I think yeah. people are pissed because And that's he, why people are pissed. <laughs> I do. I really I think you're right. I think I mean as soon as you said that, I've been thinking about that a lot since you said that on our honorable mentions pod and I was like, Holy shit, Mark's right. Like that's what it, like you saw him on I guess that since since our podcast on Monday, he went on Kenny Maine's last sports center mm-hmm. and he said that he wasn't upset with the pa- and this will come back to Shailene. Don't you worry, people. Um, but he said that he was upset with the organization for its lack of values and sort of lack of the philosophy that he wanted it to have, which was yeah. he was like, an organization isn't the history, it's the people. And he feels dis- – he was like, it's not drafting Jordan Love. I wasn't upset about that. What I've heard sort of from people that I – know not to brag mm-hmm, close to the situation mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. he was upset that they didn't tell him that mm-hmm. he was upset that he was not informed i've heard that matt lafleur didn't want to take jordan love and so everybody just sort of felt like there was this are like, you reporting this or are you just saying this there's a difference are you Both. reporting okay all right i'm saying a rumor <laughs> that i heard okay. and i don't know if that's true or not um but like if you think about it he is what he's saying is that he's upset with their lack of you know, he's like, there's a certain way you do things. I don't, it sort of reminds me of you, Mark. It's like, there are ways you do things. There are ways you treat people. They <laughs> wow, were not you. followed. You're welcome. They, they were not followed in the case of Aaron Rodgers and the yeah. Packers. And now 
he is this new girlfriend who uh, fiance excuse me and they seem you know i started it started as a joke my obsession with this relationship i actually think it seems like they're very happy together and yeah. i'm just very happy for them and if that's working and he finally has the peace of like okay they violated some of my moral code and i'm gonna try to go somewhere else but also like i'm living my best life in the meantime good for aaron yeah, and that that is pissing off a lot of people because uh, our our understanding of what professional athlete should be is that the only time you can be happy is when you've won the championship and you're raising the trophy over your head and there's confetti showering down on you. Yeah, and it feels like Aaron Rodgers thought that for the longest time or thought that that's like the trend. And, and I, we've said this on the show before: is Shailene Woodley like unlocks something in him where he's like, oh, I could I could be even happier. If I don't play, like my my the happiness of my life is not dictated on whether I won this playoff game or not. I can just go to Hawaii and chase waterfalls with Miles Teller. Like that's fun. Why don't yes. I just do that all the time? Why don't I go to the Derby and wear stupid hats? Why don't I? <laughs> is he retiring, Charlotte? He might not even be getting traded. Like, he, uh, is he coming back at all? Wow, that makes you think, Mark. For I mean, real, he's like, acting I, like I, a man who's retiring. Put it this way: if if Aaron Rodgers, uh, first of all, I don't think he would announce his retirement. Like, I get the feeling that, like, if, if, if we've seen the last of Aaron Rodgers on a football field, it's not like mm-hmm. he's going to put out a statement on, like, August 1st. It's like, I've officially retired. I feel like it's just going to, like, just go. And just, like, <laughs> life is just moving. He's going to go to the practice. NFL. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and you're like, where's Aaron? You're like, ah, you know, he's in Hawaii doing his thing. He'll show up. He'll show, And then, like, it's, it's like eight days before the first game. And you're like, okay, he should probably be here by now, right? Has anyone heard from him? No, I don't. I don't. I'm sure he'll show up. And then it just kind of, yeah, he just goes to the whole league and he never says anything. And, and then, and then like yeah. week seven, he says, oh yeah, I retired. I thought, I thought you guys knew that. Yeah. He's like, wasn't it obvious from the yeah. fact that I didn't show? I think that's right, Mark. I think that there's a very good chance he's just riding off, literally riding off into the sunset on yeah. rainbows and waterfalls over yeah. here. Um, I think also though, that like, you're totally right that we've we've decided that you're only allowed to be happy when you're winning and you're yes. only allowed to be happy when you're publicly winning yes. and the inner peace and inner life um, but then if you get too no happy matter. if you get too happy act like you've been there before quit shoving it down like we get it you won the champion like who cares like that's uh, uh, shut up lebron okay you won a title <laughs> right. we don't care like, okay we get it tom brady yeah yeah boring i i hate this guy he wins too much and yeah it's wow it's, yeah you can't sports win are fun. you literally can't win yeah. like all you can do in sports even if you win is lose right right and so aaron Rodgers and i've been as i've been thinking about this recently i've been thinking about like okay we act as though in our society give me a second give me a second here. all right here we go we're all just right. just I need a drink you know of water it's always you. the next thing it's like how are you mm-hmm. winning what are you doing next how are you growing how are you blah 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 and you know what if every day you approach as like how am i going to be happy today instead of in three years and i just feel like that's it i feel like aaron Rodgers is prioritizing wellness i feel like he should start selling you know like ginger tea on instagram and just be like center yourself every morning i start with three sun salutations <laughs> i really i'm here for it i love aaron's vibe i do too i i generally do too i i remember uh kyle guy you know who he is he played yeah. basketball virginia you're a big virginia fan my guy your guy exactly he came on uh the show i do with tate uh, this was like last year I th- it, it was definitely last year but mm-hmm. i i forget the timeline but, but I'll, I'll never forget uh him mentioning to us 
I forget, I do forget the context of the question, but I'll never forget him basically like saying in the interview, I'm, I'm not trying to be the best ever. I'm not trying to be the goat. Like, I'm wow, not, he said that. Yeah. He, he basically, I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing. He was right. he, basically his attitude was like, I, I try my best at basketball. Uh, I'm going to make some money doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my happiness is like, I'm married. I, I love my family. I love like, that's, that's that. Like, I'm not trying to be Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Kobe. Like I'm not, that's, that's not. And I remember hearing that and I was like, Whoa, this is crazy that a guy's saying this. But then I was also like, thank God he's saying yeah. this. Like, are you kidding me? This is how, you know how many, you know how many athletes are that way that they're just like, I, and I feel like Aaron Rodgers is that way. He just happens to be maybe the most naturally talented quarterback <laughs> to ever play. And it's not that he doesn't have the drive or the passion or he's not trying hard. It's just like, maybe he just has perspective is what it is, Charlotte. Wow. Maybe. Cause, uh, the other, the other, the other thing that, that, uh, uh, I go back to a lot is, uh, and, and Tate mentions this when we do shows a lot together too, is Billy Donovan, who mm-hmm. is the head coach of the Bulls now. He was the coach at Florida, won back-to-back national titles, 06, 07. Um, and it, he, he was quoted as saying like, he thought when, he always thought when he got into coaching that when he won a title, like, the world would change that like he would, he would now go into rooms and people yep. would like, there'd be trumpets, ladies and gentlemen, national champion, Billy Donna. And then he like waved everybody. And like, that was how it worked. And he said like, nothing changed. He's like, my life wasn't any different. I was like, yeah, sure. I, you know, I, if, if I was speaking at an event, they put like national champion, Billy Donovan or something, but like no one, it didn't matter. And right. like, and, and the point was that like, you, you think in your head that, that, I don't know that this, that the, the secret to life, that, that all your happiness, all your hopes and dreams lie in winning that Lombardi trophy. Yeah. And maybe they don't. And uh, I, this is this is some serious armchair psychology, by the way. But uh, that's what I think about. I don't, I don't say that that applies to Aaron Rodgers. But like when I'm watching him do this, like that's what I, I think about things like Billy Donovan saying that. Yeah. I think about like what Kyle Guy told me. I think about like all that. And I'm like, is 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 this just like a, an awakening he's going through, where he's like, I could win 12 straight Super Bowls, and it's not gonna like change who I am or what I value or whatever. So like, why try to even win one more? What if I just retire? What if I just go chase waterfalls? He might be retired, Charlotte. He we might very well. Could. You know what I want? I want more than I've ever wanted anyone to come on this podcast. I want Aaron Rodgers. I want to get philosophical with Aaron Rodgers. With, yes. Like I and I know that that's probably not gonna happen. But maybe if we send him this clip and we're like, hey man, we're on your side, dude. We're on your like, side. We yeah. get it. And we want to hear like art. Like I would love to know if he has just found some kind of great meditation app, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, headspace changed my life." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I because I think that it's a very real possibility that he I, just has perspective. No, it, I, it might not even be that. It might literally just be Shailene Woodley saying "so what" to him over and over and over. Like, like just uh, like think True. about that exercise where where Aaron's like, "I got to go to practice," and she's like, "Don't go." He's like, but but if I don't go, then uh, you know I might lose my starting spot. They might just like out of spite give let Jordan Love start. So she goes, so what? And he's like, yeah, but if he starts, then that hurts my legacy. And the, so what? Yeah, but if my legacy, then then like you know like right now people think I might be the goat. And like, so what? And she just kept saying that over and over. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> I love that. Whoa. Because so he, what? Yeah. Yeah. So what? <laughs> he's like, oh, Who cares? you're right. She's like, and, and every once in a while between the so what, she tosses in and like, yeah, does it make you happy? Yeah. I think you're he's right. I like, think we're onto something. I mean, 
Shout out Shailene. I think I'm in. Be- I think I love Shailene Woodley. <laughs> you know, you know what's gonna happen. I love is- our fake idea. I love the fantasy life that right. we have built for Shailene and Aaron. I am very attached to it. I, I think far more likely than Aaron coming on the show is Aaron sees this clip and like tweets it and just puts like, "You guys couldn't be more off." Like, I can't wait to start <laughs> OTAs next week. <laughs> like, like what the hell is this garbage? That's not me. <laughs> He's like, are you, like you just straight okay, up well, made shit yeah. up about me for 10 minutes we're like no we just appreciate Uh, he's like you're projecting you guys are out of your minds i did though please stop (laughs) the billy donovan thing i love because (laughs) and i'm like i've been in therapy since i was 12 Aaron. okay relax the billy donovan thing i do love because i feel like there's a i i think in this business i used to think that like the next job that i got would be the one that changed my life or like the next thing that i did or and you know i'm now on job what seven and Mm -hmm. i'm and all of the and like it's definitely not you're doing great i want to say that you are doing great yeah thank you that is very kind of you to say and i guess that that is what allows me to say you know maybe that's not all of where happiness comes from because it actually is and i'm just doing it um i'm kidding but uh <laughs> you know i do think that you you there's a mentality of like the next thing is going to be the next thing. The thing that changes my life and aaron well, is there, like yeah oh, well, he's just like the next mean. thing is going to be hawaii yeah the next thing is hawaii yeah um maybe. and like well, isn't there isn't there like a study that uh uh, the, the, that they ask people like how much money do you need to be happy or something and like no matter who they I, I forget what the I'm man I'm butchering it but it was, it was something like 20,000 no it's 000. over a certain threshold yeah it's like, it was money over like 75 grand or something yeah. that make you happy. but I, I thought there was something else where it was like what how much money do you need to be happy and they asked people and it was always like just a little bit more and if you made ten million dollars a year, you're like, if I made twelve million dollars a year, I'd be so happy. Wow! I, and if you made like a hundred grand, you're like, if I just made one hundred twenty, I would be so happy and wow. solve all my problems. And uh, again, boy, this is this has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers at this point. But maybe no, it does. but it has everything yeah, to do with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think we're trying to say that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it. It is definitely projection. I just think like that's where my mind goes. And and whether it applies to Aaron Rodgers or not, right. it is it is a nice uh, Aaron Rodgers serves as a good jumping off point. Uh, to humanize athletes, to yes. think about like um, that not everybody needs to be wired to be Michael Jordan and like want to punch teammates in the face. And like, I took that personally and I'm going to kill everybody. And like, all right. I want to do is just rip you to shreds. And, and then we all not along. We're like, that's so dope, dude. What a competitor. <laughs> it's like, it's okay to be like, yeah, I'm really good at football. I play, I, I love playing it. I love making money. I love being, I love trying to win. But uh, you know what else I love? Hawaii. <laughs> like you know what else I love? Miles Teller and his wife. <laughs> yeah, Miles Teller and his wife. That's what I love. Oh, man. Fun times. Great stuff, Mark. Great if, stuff. If, if, if Aaron Rodgers has, in fact, taken his last snap on a football field, which, like, I, the more I say that, the more I'm, like, trying to will it into existence somehow, which is really well, because weird. Because we want to be right. Because yeah, all of the things right. we just said about not being competitive and enjoying your life, that's bullshit. All we want is to win and be the first ones to break the news that Aaron Rodgers right. is retired. So if that is, in fact, what happens, how, how shocked are you? One to ten. You heard it here first. No, I, I'm not even thinking about how shocked I am because I'm just thrilled that we called just, it in just, May. We just called it, yeah. No, I, I I wouldn't. I I think I'd be at a. After you said it, I'm just convinced that's gonna happen. I'd be at a one or a two, man. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, Mark said that was gonna happen. Mark said it very convincingly. That Mark convinced me that Aaron Rodgers is done playing football. I think that's how it kind of works. Like, 
again, another case that might not have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers, but it just kind of like it, where my mind goes is thinking about Roy Williams with basketball. Yeah. That was the same deal where he's just like on this track of like win more games, recruit more guys, raise more money for the program. Like he was just doing And then it feels like Roy Williams. I don't know if this is what happened or not, but as an outsider, it feels like Roy Williams just woke up one day and was like, no. Yeah. It's enough. This is enough. And in your head, you think that Roy Williams and Coach K and Jim Beheim and all these old Bob Huggins, like all these guys who are, are long in the tooth that are still coaching college basketball uh, are, are going to die on the bench or they're, they're going to coach till they're like the, the competitor in them, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Oh, how can you walk away? That fire. Right. Ah, that's what drives <laughs> them to be so great. And Roy Williams is like, huh? Roy Williams is like, like, I hated my team last year. Yeah, my team. Like, we <laughs> sucked. This sucks. Like, I don't like this anymore. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go hang out with my wife and, like, enjoy my life. How and many grandkids like, is Roy Williams I don't have? Know. Like, um, yeah, no, I think yeah, you're I right. And I think that that's the kind of thing that we don't expect from people. And then, you know, good for them. Um, God, wouldn't that be great if one day you were just like, Bye. Yeah, I think that's how I'm going to do it, honestly. I just want to, you want to talk about how what I'm going to do uh, yeah. or, or, or stuff that's going to happen. We're going to call our shots on the show. I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's uh, when I retire, I will not, I will not tweet something, some personal news and caps, colon, after, after 36 years of <laughs> making fart jokes. <laughs> Every time. I've decided to hang it up after an eleventh. I want to thank everyone who played such a. I'm just gonna just like fizzle out and just like not. You're just gonna be like, I haven't. We has tied it. Like we haven't really. Is he? Wait, college basketball. It's like halfway through the season. He hasn't really done anything, has he? And yep. That's just gonna be it. And you know what's gonna happen is you're gonna your contract's gonna be up. You're not even gonna contact anyone about renewing it. Yeah. You're just gonna stop showing up to work. Yeah, the day it's and delete out. Yeah. all your social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what the thing is though is that that will draw the most headlines of anything. And Charlotte, my contract I think is up like next year, so that might happen <laughs> sooner than you think. <laughs> well, just give me a heads up so I know how often I'm going to have to talk to myself in this podcast. Anyway, uh, that's our that's what we had to say about Aaron yeah. and Shailene. They're they're doing great. They look amazing. Kudos Can to we, them. Sh- Did sh- you? No, I was going to say, should we pivot from people in love to people who absolutely hate each other's guts? Yeah, I think we should. I'm I so excited. This I'm is so a- excited. See, the, okay, so on this podcast, we've talked about Bryson DeChambeau yeah. so much. You have completely changed the way I think about him, which is yep. that he's so obnoxious and so committed to being obnoxious that you begrudgingly respect and yep. almost like him because, you know, it's like galaxy brain feelings about this guy. So then, of course, when the news broke about, I mean, should we tell the people about the video? Should we not assume yeah, yeah. I mean, seen I, it? I, I assume most people have seen it. But yeah, tell, explain for the people that haven't what, okay, what happened so here. There's a little backstory here, too. I forgot how far back, which only did 2019, but in sports feud time, that's significant. Um, Brooks and Bryson, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau have been beefing with each other. And mm-hmm. it started because Brooks said that Bryson played too slowly. Bryson said, say it to my face. So Brooks did. They seemed to work <laughs> it out. They went on a podcast together. Brooks and right. They were joking around. Both agreed that Brooks could kick Bryson's ass. So then mm-hmm. 2020, uh, Brooks is in the ESPN body issue and on a live stream of a video game, Bryson says he doesn't have any abs. So then, (laughs) so then Brooks tweets a picture of his four majors trophies and writes, you're right, Bryson. I guess I'm too short of a six pack. Mm -hmm. So then Bryson gets 
really jacked and has that altercation with the CBS cameraman. And Brooks tweets a gif of Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down with the Chiron on the gif that says Kenny Powers confronts alleged steroid use of Kenny Powers attacking a cameraman. So then Bryson's like, that's not cool, bro. Like, you can't joke about stuff like that. Like, he says that to Sports Illustrated. And then Brooks is just like, what? So this culminated... Um, at the PGA Championship over the weekend, Brooks a, a video leaked um, of Brooks doing a stand-up, a TV interview, where the reporter asked him a question about putting. And Brooks is like, look, it was really hard out there with the wind. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of guys had trouble reading it. I found it very difficult. As he says this, he sort of pauses, and you see him like see someone off camera. A second later, Bryson, and I'm assuming it's his caddy, but and someone else walk by Brooks, and you can't really hear what Bryson says, but yeah. I've se- I've seen some things on the internet that that are saying he sounds something. It, it sounds like he's saying, "Then you should have hit it on the right line." To which he said, Brooks, "You got to start on the right line or something yeah. like that." Yeah, yeah, like something yeah. to Brooks being yeah. like, "Well, then just be better at putting." And Brooks yeah. just he rolls his highs and he goes, "You can you guys bleep me out." He goes, "Christ!" He goes, "I'm so sick of this." bullshit and i mean is that not the best thing that's happened in years i don't know i'm he was so disgusted he, he, he was so what, what made it so funny was as you said the backstory of these two guys um it's such a uh petty feud first of all it's golf like when when <laughs> who feuds in golf it's like the right. most gentlemanly sport uh they're they're not there's no offense and defense so you're not going up against a guy really right. in golf it's it's you versus the course and it's a it's a lonely pursuit of a sport so like the idea that you could have a rivalry of any kind in golf is insane much less one that's like a, a kind of broy with these two guys <laughs> kind of. uh, yeah but it's golf broy it's like a weird i don't know it's like that's it's not um the, the the dynamics at play are are hilarious, and then even when they're, I'm sure there are a lot of golfers that don't like each other. Like everybody seems to hate Patrick Reed as well, uh, but no one really wears. It, it's rare that that you see a golfer wear it on his sleeve like this, like Brooks mm-hmm. Kepka did, where he just he literally has to stop the interview, take a deep breath. And be like, I'm so disgusted by this man's presence. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's so funny. It's 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 Happy Gilmore and and, and Shooter McGavin. Like that's yes. the that that's what this is. As I'm watching this happen, I don't know which one is which, but that that is where they've arrived with this rivalry. That it's like I I can't even. No part of me watches this and thinks this is uh, intense. This is like, boy, I would love to see Bryson and Brooks. Like people want to see a matched up. I think I I want to see a matched up on a on a, a, a golf tournament where they have to play together but i don't want to see it because like i i they're they're both really good golfers and it'd be interesting to see who comes out ahead i want to see it because it's hilarious like that's it like and, and that's what's so funny to me is uh is how funny it is that's what's that's what's so interesting to me i should say is is how funny it is is that um i i don't find myself caring when brooks kepka says i have these four majors it's like cool brooks no one cares about that we care about the the <laughs> You know, we care about the the pettiness and the like the chirping. Brad, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't care who wins. If, if if whoever wins on the course, it could not be more irrelevant. Brooks Koepka could win every single major for now in the next fifteen years, and I will not say that he won the the feud with Bryson DeChambeau unless he wins it off the off the course. You know, and, and totally. So and that's also that's hilarious. the only part of it that I care about. I don't care about. I at the end of this, I don't care who. Obviously, Brooks is going to be the better golfer. Like he just is. Mm. And, you don't think so? Mm. 
Oh, see, Ooh. this is where no. this is where we're starting to undercut our own argument. Well, because Bryson, yeah, I know Bryson. <laughs> uh, Bryson is since he has invented the idea of hitting the ball long, um, it's changed the game. No, no, Brooks is better, but. I don't know, Bryson. I, I don't know, but that's the point. Is I don't really care. I haven't given it, it much thought. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All that matters. All that we're going to remember when it comes when you mention these two guys, their legacy is going to be that they had a broy fight. And yeah. I wrote about this for the Fox Sports app, which everybody should download Please. and rate five stars in the App Store. Um, I wrote about this because I was obviously obsessed with it, but also because I was like, this is the, the video was taken down. Of course. I don't know whether it was by Bryson's camp, by Brooks's camp, by the PGA tour. Like, I don't know by the network, whatever the video was removed. And I think that's the worst thing they could do for golf because mm-hmm. this fight is exactly why I watch sports. I've said a lot that sports are the original reality TV. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like one of the few things that can't be spoiled by spoilers because like we you don't know what's going to happen until it happens. Right. Uh, and I, I watch reality TV for these juicy storylines. Like I want the feuds. I want the petty stuff, especially when it's this funny. Like this is hilarious because of the different types of golf bros that each of these guys are. Bryson DeChambeau is so obnoxious that it has come full circle where you're kind of like, it's, I have to respect it. You know, he's like, he complains about ants on his ball. He's very coy about like the new putter he's got. He -hmm. puts on 40 pounds of muscle and is like, who, me? Like, it was what you were, you always, you have Bryson nailed. Tell, like, what do you always say about him? He thinks he's smarter than everybody because, as I said, like I I said earlier, that he he, he thinks like he was the first guy that thought, what if I just hit it farther? Right. And it's like, you're not, and he talks about course management. Like, he's, (laughs) I see see the course at an intellectual level where I'm, I, you know, a lot of people are trying to play it straight. Like I, I see it at a different level where I'm going to, and he'll, he'll do the, I mean, didn't he say it about Augusta that it's like not playing at a par 72. It's more of like a par 70 or whatever. The yes. number. And then he goes out and like, is like two or three over. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. He, uh, the, the and guy, he also, that's exactly what he did to Brooks was talking, essentially talking about course management, like hitting it yes, on the right line. Yes. He, he thinks that he has, has invented like a new way to play golf. He has not, but that's what makes it so hilarious is that like, dude, you're, you're not the first person that thought if I hit it farther, if I like, yeah, I, I don't know that that's what this is. The, this is one of the oldest sports in the world. <laughs> like people have been. Like what you're saying, people have been coming up with for over a hundred years now, Bryson. Right. You, you, you idiot. But do you? Th- that's why I love him because I want to go on record, Charlotte. I want to go yeah. on record right now. Okay. okay. I am firmly Team Bryson DeChambeau in this feud <laughs> for one reason and one reason only. He is far more interesting to me. Wow. Brooks Kepka has. Like Brooks Kepka is the the Brooks Kepka is a better hang. If I'm getting beers with these guys, I would far I would much much rather hang with with Brooks Kepka. Um, Brooks Kepka, I might cheer for him. I, I wouldn't cheer for. I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like I I understand the appeal of Brooks Kepka over Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson is insufferable in so many ways, <laughs> but in this specific feud, I am Team Bryson because Bryson is far more interesting to me. Bryson does anything. It's it's a content goldmine. Yep. Uh, whereas Brooks, it feels like Brooks is like. Depressed is too strong of a word, but like he's got this whole vibe where he's like too too school, cool for school, and like I don't want to be here. And it's like uh, like even the face he made, he's like oh, <laughs> and I. To me, that's like Brooks. If if you're too cool for school, then don't come to school. 
You don't need to come to school. Just go be cool. Go Amen. be cool somewhere else. We want, we want, like, like Bryson. Bryson is 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 great for content, and for that reason, I'm on Team Bryson with this. Uh, but not in a way of like, don't hurt his. You know what I mean? Like when Brooks Kepka rolls his eyes, I'm not like going to defend Bryson. But if you're asking me like who who's better in this rivalry, it's definitely Bryson. He's definitely creates the content. There is That's, no rivalry if not for Bryson. You take Brooks out, you can plug in anybody else, and they'll hate Bryson Shampoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bryson is what makes this rivalry go, not Brooks. Bryson is the engine Bryson. of the feud. Yes. I love that take, Mark, because to me, Brooks is um, exactly the opposite type of bro. Of Like, if, if DeChambeau had a polar opposite, it would be Brooks Kepka. Because basically, what you what the way that you describe DeChambeau is perfect, and it makes me... He tries too hard. Yes. He's trying too hard, and that's why people are turned off by him, because they're like, oh, man, like, do less. Brooks is trying... Not there's at all. this there's this Ben Fold song from like 2006 that I remember thinking was very funny. It's the, called the battle of who could care less, and it really <laughs> feels like Brooks Kepka is always fighting the battle. But yes. but, the, but at the same time, he undercuts that because he yep. does care enough to tweet things out to antagonize Bryson. Right. So on the one hand, he's acting like he's this guy who doesn't care and he's too cool and like oh blah blah blah. But to me, this is the kind of fight, like, you, you were saying it's golf bros, so it's not, like, quite bros, but if you went to a college that was enough up its own ass, like I did, where, like, yeah. I know these guys. Like, these guys would go to parties and, like, hate each other and end up getting in a fight about their golf handicap. And everyone's yeah. like, this could not be less interesting. Yeah. Like, this, there's nothing you could, like, this is the worst fight. Like, I said in the article, this reminds me of, like, you know, DeChambeau is the groom's friend from home and Kepka is the groom's college roommate and they get into a fist fight at a bar in Scottsdale because you know one of them like nudged the ball on the course and the other one saw and obviously yeah. it was DeShambo who cheated and Brooke saw it but DeShambo's like you're gonna be that much of a little bitch you're gonna call yeah. me out at the bar after you know like it's so familiar to people who know these kind of people and to people who don't know these kind of people first of all congratulations second of all it's just like so stupidly male that you can't help but laugh at it like it's yes. not harming anyone except each other yes yes that's what that that's and that that in and of itself is so rare in sports because uh typically when we think of rivalries we we are invested like it, it's it's rare to to have a rivalry that you laugh at charlotte i'll just put it that way like <laughs> yes. when you think if i told you that the steelers and the ravens are playing on Sunday night football and it's week 15 or something or week 17. This is it. And the winner gets home. The winner gets a buy in the playoffs. The loser has to play in the wild card round. It all comes down to this, the division. Duh, duh. Wait, wait, wait. Do, 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 do. And you just see the graphics like popping up and you're watching that and your buttholes just tense. And you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is going to be war. This is a war. Oh my God, this is going to be nuts. And this rivalry is the exact opposite. That like that's what I mean. It's it's like if they if they were going in on a sun if if it was instead of Phil Mickelson, it was Bryson DeChambeau on Sunday going into the PJ Championship, and it was Bryson versus uh, Brooks, and it was you know and 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 CBS is is running all these promos like do do Sunday the head, the head they go head to head the winner one PGA Championship on the line. I am I am zero percent invested in like. Oh man! Oh, here we go. You're not Who's taking those win? promos seriously. No, I am laughing my ass off. Just like yeah. I wonder if, like, I don't know if if Brooks is going to steal Bryson's four iron and, and put it in his bag and see if Bryson notices. Like that's right, what like I'm, who that's puts what, the whoopee cushion yes, under the green yes. first? You know, and, like 
And it is so rare that, that, that we have a rivalry like that where they truly hate each other. The, the, the hatred is real. The, the, they, if, if you could tell them both that they could punch the other one in the face with no repercussions, they would both say, yes, let's do it right now. Yep. Uh, the hatred is very real, but it's hilarious. <laughs> and they don't think it's funny, I don't yeah, think. Like, yeah. I think that they are very, very much truly hating each other, and the rest of us can just watch. Like, it would be... I don't think they're acting like I think they're playing it up to a certain extent, but I also think you're right that they genuinely feel this way about each other. And that is it's just a beautiful it's just a beautiful thing to have a rivalry that you cannot take seriously, which is why Mm -hmm. this week our lists are the top five rivalries that we do not. Take seriously. Take seriously at all. The funniest, just the funniest rivalries. The funniest that's rivalries. What I, that's what I put down on my list. That's the me funniest too, ones. but the I one, had to say it 10 times longer than that. The exact, uh, the exact idea of, of Bryson and uh, of Brooks, that, that no matter how, what's on the line, the fate of the world could be on the line in these rivalries, and I'm still just laughing my ass off about 100%. it. 100%. I, 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 I can't bring myself to, to care about who wins or how intense it is or the, anything else. So I also want to say that I think in every rivalry, and this might just be for my list, but in every rivalry there is one person who makes it ridiculous. It's like Bryson in this case, you don't have this rivalry. If you, you could plug someone else in, Yeah. but you you can't. You can't plug the other person in. Yeah, and like so, a, a golf rivalry in and of itself would be pretty funny, but uh, some about Bryson just takes it to the next level. I don't exactly, know. and I think in every one of my situations, I think there's one person who like really drives it in a way that I love. Okay, so, I, I love. Do that. you want me to go right. first? Do yeah, I always you go, go first? first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, my first is Patrick Ewing slash Charles Oakley versus James Dolan, because. <laughs> This is the funniest, like, the fact that you you can't ever take James Dolan seriously, ever. The fact that he tried, that his security guards got into fights or disrespected two of the best players who ever played for his normally shitty franchise. Yes. And he didn't step in and be like, we're so sorry. He, like, he was in, like, Dolan and Oakley got into a fight. Like, that's... Un- that's that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, and it's Dolan who everybody is obviously like, yeah, well, this guy started it somehow, yeah. um, and I love it. I love that. the The great thing about James Dolan from a content perspective is that uh, you know, like I understand Knicks fans hate him and they have every reason to, and um, but but what makes it so fascinating is it. He feels like he's in like a like a nineties. 90s kids movie about sports where you need like a character who's like the the owner of the team or like the the you know the, the, the guy the, trying the coach, to move the, the team to a different town yeah, or something yes yes and he he is so obviously bad at, at yeah. everything that it just feels like it's like over he's an overwritten character that he's someone's like an like, evil need. buddy garrity from yes, friday night Live. yes and uh th- what makes it so fascinating is that he, he's enraged all the knicks fans there there does not seem to exist a, 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 even the, the the tiniest uh uh faction of knicks fans who are like yeah but you know like james he, he did this like that was good that when he did that, no one not a single not a single knicks fan out there is like make is, is it a james dolan apologist in the slightest and what's so fascinating is that there's not a damn thing any of them can do about it it's his team you know what i mean like that's what makes it the tug of war so funny um and it sucks and it's only funny because like i'm not a fan of the team obviously if it was my team i'd be real shitty about it and i'd be pissed like like they right. are but uh uh the tug of war is so funny because usually 
if so if you hate somebody enough if you can get enough people to hate somebody enough that's that's the joy of this country is that we can all come together <laughs> and if we hate somebody enough and we get enough signatures on this petition yeah or we get enough votes this way or that way or whatever someone's we, gone someone's gone if you suck that badly we can do something about it but this is a rare instance where there's nothing that can be done <laughs> and it's just it it i truly i i totally agree everyone is helpless in this situation and it's not a situation where fans are like maybe someday i'll be that rich and i'm gonna side with the owner like not a single person yes yeah feels yeah. that way you know people i think people have like sort of weird crushes on jerry jones if you're a cowboys fan but yeah. like and if you look at it like the Cowboys haven't won since the Knicks have been good. Right. Like, it's the same. Okay, same if you're going deal, by championships, yeah. that's kind of the same deal. When was the last win? 95? A playoff win? I don't know. And yet, here we are. People are like, yeah, but, it's, but you know, Jerry pulled the stadium. And, like, but Dolan's not cool enough. That's what You know, is. for all of Jerry Jones's flaws, he's still, like, cool. Like, he's, he's, he's an inherently, team. exactly. And he also yeah. has swagger. And Dolan's, like, you know, wearing a velvet suit and playing his dumb songs this is also a real risk for me to say all of this because i have only just been allowed back in madison square garden i was blacklisted <laughs> for three years after i covered a james dolan concert that he played on the night of the draft instead of going to the draft well that brings so... me that brings me to my number five which is charlotte wilder versus james dolan um <laughs> i was like is it really <laughs> what's your what's your number uh, five? number five for me is the civil conflict is what this was called and okay. uh it is a football rivalry quote unquote between yukon the university of connecticut okay and the university of central florida um if, if you're scratching your head <gasps> Wait, wondering yes i remember this you remember this yes oh my god yes i love this go for it if you're scratching your head wondering how they could be rivals uh you might be a member of the central florida football team because as it turns out central florida had nothing to do with this uh th this rivalry is called the civil conflict it was played i believe like three seasons so in, and it was started in 2013 yeah uh bob diaco I, I believe is how you say his last name uh was the yukon head coach this man was a head coach for three seasons at yukon was fired uh these are the only three seasons he was ever a head coach in his entire career he, he got the job <laughs> at yukon then was fired now he's back to like doing god knows what um but when he gets hired, he decided to start a rivalry on his own. He called it the civil conflict between UConn and Central Florida. Um, in his three years at UConn, he was 11 and 26. Uh, Central Florida had no idea this was a thing. So UConn wins the first two games uh, that this thing gets started. They, they, he makes a trophy. They, they all like he's holding up the trophy. He's excited. Whatever. Year three, UCF beats UConn. They don't acknowledge the trophy. They don't like, it's not even like a protest where it's like the trophy comes out and they like turn their backs and leave. They're just like, what, what, what? Like they get asked about it. They're like, we, we I have no idea what that even is. It, it was it, UConn's coach. He, it, this existed in his mind and his mind only. Uh, he gets fired after that season. Um, they, they do not, re, they do not bring it back. They don't renew it, whatever. Like the rivalry dies. And that's the end of that. And nobody seems to know where the trophy is. Nobody seems to know why this was ever a thing in the first place. This was the, the concoction of one man. And it is the funniest thing ever because it has no geographic. It makes no geographical <laughs> sense. It makes no historical sense. It makes zero sense. It was just one man who was a head coach for three years at the University of Connecticut came up with this idea. 
that was a very, very bad idea. And uh, and then it just like fizzled into thin air and it's gone. So I like to think that if we could come up with a rivalry, it would be something like that. Yeah. It would be like we'd start a rivalry with like, you know, cereal. We'd be like, that podcast. And everybody like, sorry, like, what? sorry, what? what? And NPR would be like, we don't. Sorry, yeah. we've never heard of the people's yeah, sports never, podcast. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. We, they started a rivalry that the other side had no idea was even going on. Uh, also, the other note, it was stylized at, with the conflict part of this. It was civil conflict, and then conflict was like all lowercase letters except the FL and the CT because of Florida and Connecticut, which when you see it like spelled out like that, it looks preposterous. The whole also, thing like, is so UConn stupid. UConn was right there. Like, UConn-flicked exactly. was right there. And Conflict, they went to yeah. the CT and the FL. So bad. You could so have... Uh, th- this could have been... Like, if these two teams... If this was still going on and these two teams were playing for the national championship, I would just be laughing my ass off about the civil conflict. So that's why it's Same. number five on my list. I love it. So I love go. it. Uh, all right. Number four on my list is James Dolan versus Spike Lee. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, just wait. You'll see what I'm doing here. So uh, after all of the Charles Oakley, uh, Patrick Ewing stuff, James Dolan decides or Madison Square Garden Security decides that they are not going to let Spike Lee in 2019 or or 2020. I I don't know. It was right before the pandemic. They are not going to let him use the entrance that he has always used to go to Knicks games as the Knicks biggest celebrity fan, the guy who cares Uh most about this team in the world. They decide that he's the guy they're going to arbitrarily just decide to piss off one day. This is hilarious to me because then obviously Spike Lee is in the right here, but Spike Lee goes on a revenge media tour that I still think is one of the best things I've ever seen. He goes on Get Up like every every morning for a week, <laughs> decked out in his Knicks gear, being like, "This man is a is an atro- is an atrocity in New York City. We got to get him out." It like Spike Lee fuels this fire. The the Knicks. They don't release a statement. I mean, an apology. They release a statement that's like, yeah, but that's still the wrong entrance. And everyone's like, are you kidding me? Like, you're st- you're going to double down. And um, I, I can't get enough of it. That's really all I've got. I just think that I, I have this image of Spike Lee seared into my brain wearing his like blue and orange Knicks glasses and his Knicks shirt on Get Up being like, this is unacceptable. And Mike Greenberg is, uh, yeah, just eggy. Uh you you want to hear something just just absolutely ridiculous yeah. and um very it might not be surprising but um I'm gonna say it anyway always I think I side with James Dolan in this <gasps> I knew you were gonna say that as soon as I you said absolutely ridiculous why only because I think we need some perspective on Spike Lee and his importance to the New York Knicks because I if you're if you're a Spike Lee fan in terms of his fandom to the Knicks not I'm not talking about his movies if you're a Spike Lee, if you love Spike Lee's fandom with the Knicks. Plug your ears. Spike Lee doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. He 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 does he, he I I know I know he he wants to believe he matters. If Spike Lee stopped going to Knicks games, I think it would take me like a week to notice or care, and then I would immediately not care. He's oh, this no is perfect. like me purposely getting facts about Virginia geography wrong. I hope everybody email us. Everybody email us. How many about times how you offended watching, you are that Mark just said that? How many times you've been watching the Lakers and like you you notice Jack's not there or is there? Or is not we like my God the entitlement to believe that you should have like a special entrance for that you're not on the team you don't matter you're a fan just like everyone else get in line like you you already have like a VIP section like you'll you'll be taken care of just like every other super rich asshole that sits courtside at the Knicks games but my God like you're not Patrick Ewing. 
I, you know Patrick how, Ewing you know and Charles Oakley, <laughs> they, yeah. have, they have legitimate gripes. They should be treated like royalty when they go to Madison Square Garden. Patrick Ewing won a ton of games. His jersey's in the rafters. He's a legend. He belo- he, he, they should roll out the red carpet for Patrick Ewing. Spike Lee, get out of here. No. Do you know how no. brainwashed I've become? I'm so what? brainwashed that I'm like mad hearing you say that. <laughs> I'm like Spike. I'm like, are you like you can't say that about? Him. I'm like, do you know what he does for morale? Like, do you know what he's done <laughs> no, for the team? Does. Do you know what like do you know how important it is that he's at every game? Obviously not that important because he goes to all the games and the Knicks have sucked forever. So like if Spike Lee mattered that much, don't you think at some point should, we should start pinning some of this on Spike? We should start saying if Spike is such a good fan, why are the Knicks a garbage organization? What what's going on there? Why isn't Spike wow. a better fan? Think wow. about that. Wow. I'm just sitting here very confused about the emotions in my heart. I'm a little worried about what's going on with my fandom here as I sit in a gonna, Patrick Ewing t-shirt yeah. in front of a Patrick Ewing poster. Remember we said there's no James Dolan fans out there? I'm about to be the one. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, I'm going to be like, I love James Dolan. You're going to get canceled for saying you love James Dolan. We're going to cut that audio. I'm kidding. Don't put that on Twitter. Mark doesn't need that. Uh, uh, okay, well, that brings you to your fourth. My number four, uh, this is uh, kind of not really a deep cut, but it might be for some people that, that have no idea who this guy is. Uh, Chael Sonnen versus anyone and everyone in UFC. So Chael Sonnen is... Uh, I don't know who he is. You, he is. Okay. So I, I am not a UFC guy. I've, I've said this on the podcast before. I don't really follow it. I don't know a mm-hmm. ton of fighters. Um, I don't. I certainly don't know history. I don't know Chael Sonnen. Like, I don't know a single fight he ever fought in his career at all. What I do know about the guy <laughs> is he is the greatest trash talker of all time. And the reason I have him on my list is because he single-handedly got my attention into UFC in the first place to where like I even acknowledged that it existed because this guy um I'll, I'll give you a little background on who this guy is he, he was like the first in, in my the way I remember it is like he was like the first star of UFC and there are a lot of UFC fans that are listening I'm sure who are like you could not be more wrong there was this guy there was this guy like this guy was so much better than Chael whatever you're probably right. In fact, I would say you are right. Um, I'm telling you my perspective. This is how I consumed UFC. Was Chael Sonnen just pops up out of nowhere and starts cutting like WWE promos and is actually like a great fighter. And uh, I, I loved it. So um, he calls himself an American gangster. He's, he's far retired. I, I think he does like commentary now. Uh, again, I don't really follow UFC, so I don't really know what he's up to. But I think he does commentaries for someone. Um Charlotte, he would call himself an American gangster. He was from Westland, Oregon, which is like the most affluent suburb of Portland where all the trailblazers live. No way. And there's this famous video. You should go look at it. I'll, okay. I'll send it to you after the show where he's, uh, he's, he's deadpan talking about his life growing up in the mean streets of West Lynn, where he's he's like, I had to see a guy just like throw litter on the ground. And I had to watch that. I'm seven years old just watching a guy throw a piece of trash on the ground. He's like, it was disgusting. I couldn't, but, and he's, he's deadpan cutting these promos about how he's from the hood. And it's like, and it's, <laughs> it's that would be like me trying to say something like yeah. that. Yeah. I would be like, like you're oh, the actual. Oh, I've word. had a hard life. My a boat hit my power lines one time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, one time, so, I, right? Oh, I'm not even. Gonna so go down he, there's that, road. that, and then there's these quotes. Are you ready for this? So he was he was one time he was busted for having high testosterone levels. He had a Medina Spirit situation, Hell put yeah. a little too much ointment. So he gets Bob busted. Bob uh, peed on his breakfast. <laughs> yes, he failed a drug test, and his quote was this: "My phone rings. They call me up. They say, Chael, your testosterone level is too high.' I say, well, how high was it? They say 0.7. I said, what's normal? They say 0.6. I said, one tenth." You're telling me I'm one tenth higher than the average man? Retest that. You must have caught me on a low day. <laughs> <gasps> oh my 
god. He had That's a, so good. He had this quote about a ring girl. He says, we only had one ring girl, and that was Shandella. The other was the IQ card girl, Ariani. Uh, she kind of walks around and holds up her latest test score. One time there was a title fight. She got all the way up to five, and we were very proud of her. <laughs> oh, my God. He's ruthless. He's, he was trash-talking Anderson Silva, apparently, one time, and they, they were set up to have a fight. And he says, you tell Anderson Silva that I'm coming over and I'm kicking down his back door and patting his little lady on the ass, and I'm telling her to make me a steak, medium rare, just how I like it. Oh, like, my God. So he wasn't oh, so just... He wasn't just a great trash talker, Charlotte. He was hilarious. And for that reason, like that that's why I put him on my list is cuz like I wasn't super invested in UFC, but I just remember like you know, my friends were into it and I'm on the periphery of like, you know, I'm the kind of guy that UFC's trying to get to buy the fights cuz they're like maybe yeah, we yeah, could yeah. if we promo it right, we can You're get tied to You're the third tier fan. You're yes. the tertiary fan that they're trying to bring in. If it all clicks right, I will buy the pay-per-view. Um and every time like Chael Sonnen would pop up in my in in my world, I like they, anytime it was tried to be packaged as like a huge fight, like the titles on the line, this guy, I would just watch him do his promos and his, 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 his interviews before the fights and just laugh my ass off. And I could never take him seriously. That, and he was know, a great he, fighter, but I never took what him seriously. Year, around when was he fighting? Uh, he, he must I remember him when I was in high school. So I was like, oh, six. He was, I think he was like, oh, five to probably I was gonna say, was it 2012, 13 like, ish. Maybe was it like was late two thousands because those insults, those like sexist insults that like he doesn't even think are sexist is like yeah. the, the epitome of the end of high school, early college yeah. for me where, you yeah. know, it's just like casual misogyny and everyone's like, Oh, it's funny. <laughs> <It's so> funny. <laughs> you know, he's like, here, I'm going to trash time. You know? And even but, I was like, yeah, man, that's funny. And like, it, it's not I don't I don't say this as like you know a little I'm not a little snowflake about this I mean like it's legitimately funny because he sounds like such a loser that he would you know you know what I mean but he would do it but and here's me defending him as the the man on the show as the local rights activist yeah the reason I as a man don't have a problem with this um what what made it different to me is that he he like the, the misogyny wasn't the funny part. It was like the the packaging, like the you, you know what I mean. That's he what I mean. It, that's that is like a it's a casual delivery. like side dish is the yes. misogyny of it, which makes it it's like it you're laughing at him, uh, yes, not with him yes. in some way, but also like maybe a little bit with him. maybe a little bit with him because you like think that he's do he's playing a character i don't know the whole it's the whole galaxy deal was, brain satire the whole deal was something else so uh i i put him on the list because yeah that, that that just fit the bill for me it's like every time he had like a prize fight and i, I was like i can't take this seriously because this That's guy is funny. just i, I just want to see what I'm this guy's gonna, go gonna watch say his promos you have to i'll send you the one where he's okay. talking about himself being american gangster it's so funny it's so good <laughs> so, anyway. oh man okay uh, my third is uh spike lee versus reggie miller <laughs> you see what I'm doing here? I see this. Huh? I like uh, it. I like it. So <laughs> there, there you are again with the. Uh, is it, it's funny. See, it's funny because. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? See? Imagine like having to hang out with me in real life all the time. It's exhausting. <laughs> anyway, so Spike Lee versus Reggie Miller. Um, Spike Lee taunted Reggie Miller so much that he made Reggie Miller so mad that Reggie Miller went off and had the most insane run and beat the Knicks. Mm-hmm. That, I'm sorry. Okay, that sounds Spike Lee. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if fans got upset about this at the time. What was that, 94? Four, 94, yeah. Uh, so that to they, me they, is... had a, they had a little run. They played the playoffs a handful of times. I think 93 they played each other, too, in the playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they had a few different playoff runs, but yeah, 94 is the one that was like the, yeah. The and that's all, thinking. that's all. You know, I don't feel like I really have to explain these very much because what I meant yeah. is like it's clear who's in the wrong on each one. Yeah, yeah. And like, and the way, like... I still think James Dolan was in the wrong in the Spike Lee versus James Dolan one, but I think Spike Lee really brought this against on himself. Yeah, he, he with brought this on Reggie himself Miller. with Reggie. But I, I think I'll. But you hate to, Reggie Miller. But I hate Reggie Miller, so I'll side to Spike because. Uh, but <laughs> what, what makes this a good one is that it's so rare. I mean, this doesn't you like fans, and you would think more fans and um, players would have beef, but it doesn't really seem to happen. Yeah, really, I know, anymore. right? And like Drake is friends with everybody, so Drake is on the sideline. Like, not you. Like, we need Drake to hate people. I think that's what we're getting at. Is we need Drake's Drake the to, opposite, and he needs to pick a lane. He needs to pick a lane. He needs to trash talk. We need more. Um, yeah, more guys like talking smack to Drake after they hit shots. Instead, LeBron, <laughs> like LeBron, if LeBron's playing against the Raptors or something, and and he he did. He I mean he literally did this. Like LeBron killed the Raptors in the playoffs every year, and it felt like Drake was like, "Thank you, LeBron. That was so cool." Yeah. It's like, no, dude, don't do that. So I'll defend Spike for that reason. Drake and LeBron are kind of, this is not related, but they're kind of similar in that I feel like LeBron, if there's a cool, famous person who wants to be friends with him, he's like, oh, hell yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And I feel like Drake is also like, it's it's almost like there's a hint of insecurity behind their confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because if I was that famous, I would pick and choose who I hung out with. I'd be like, you know, if I was LeBron, they're like, hey, man, Drake wants to hang with you. I'd be like, I don't know Drake. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like Drake, what, the guy is, who is likes cool? every team. Yeah, like I don't, I don't like tell him, tell him I said thanks, but I'm busy that night. Like we didn't even tell you what night, LeBron. He's like, yeah, I'm busy. He's like, that's <laughs> okay. I got to go to Hawaii with Aaron yeah. and Miles. Yeah, I would be that way, but yeah, they're, they're both that way. That they're clout chasers. I think is yeah. the term we call that, yeah. Charlotte, yeah. which is weird because they have more clout than anybody. But exactly. Uh, number three for me, kind of vague. Uh, I don't love that I did this, but um, I got I got into a rabbit hole late last night where I was just yeah. watching video after video. So I just wanted to put this on the list because I was laughing my ass off. Uh, <laughs> okay. It is cyclists versus fans, <laughs> and the rivalry is uh, cycling almost always in Europe. Um, they're they're doing these bike rides through mountains and winding roads and whatnot. And for whatever reason, there's just like they always allow fans just on the side of the roads with like no barriers or anything. And I got caught last night deep in a rabbit hole just watching compilations of cyclists punching fans in the face as like the fans were like running <laughs> next to them. Me? And like, yeah. <laughs> and I was dying. I was That's laughing worth so hard. It. That's and, worth putting on your list. And the reason it's on the list beyond like it's it's funny, but like the the reason I feel sort of guilty and laughing or like it's it's bizarre that I would laugh at this is because some of these like the cyclists would get knocked over by fans. They'd like break their legs and yeah. like their maybe their careers aren't ruined, but like they were they were competitive in a race and now all of a sudden they have to bow out of the race, whatever, whatever. And you would think that like some small part of me would be like, dude, that sucks to train your whole life and have this moment ruined by some guy with a painted face and like a flag around his neck, you know, who's just like running through the the alps and just like pushes you over <laughs> i did not think that at all charlotte i was laughing my ass off watching these guys fight watching the fans the, the hooligan european fans um so it's it, it, the whole scene is funny to me and i put that at number three so i'm sorry it's i not respect more specific, that no but... no no i'm into it will you send me those videos too <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, i'm so gonna good. have the same reaction i had when the guy punched a kangaroo though i'm gonna be like oh and you're gonna be like no 
I don't feel no, bad. No, because I don't, I don't think you'll feel that with this. Because first of all, they're European, which is like, you know. It's also they, human they on human. Themselves. Yeah, it's human yeah, on like human. And, and they're European hooligans. And like, I don't know. But it's just, so, it's so bizarre to just, there, there's no sport on earth. I should probably maybe walk that back because I do that a lot. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine another sport on earth where the fans can so uh, openly affect what's going on and there's kind of no recourse like you if you clearly knocked, haven't been at the garden for yeah, a playoff yeah. game baby <laughs> like if spike lee just like tripped trey young and then <laughs> and then like the nba just kind of shrugged their shoulders like there's kind of nothing we can do about that that's just part of the game <laughs> they're like what why is that part of the game that's what cycling is is that fans are just could just yeah i don't know that's so good Oh, God, I love it. Uh, okay, my number two is um, Reggie Miller versus Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Miller is the idiot in this case because, come on. Because like, he was never going like, to beat Michael Jordan. He was never, exactly, he was never going to be, he was never going to beat him. He was never going to be better than him. He trash-talked him. And then, and then Jordan, well, according to Miller, MJ says, be sure you never talk to black Jesus like that after he trash talks him one yeah. time. Yeah. And I don't know how you ever come back from a burn like that after this, getting beat. Can I just point out, this is why I hate Reggie Miller is so much growing up in Indiana, is that this yeah. is what the guy, this is, this is his identity more so than anything he's ever accomplished on a basketball court, is that like he had a quote-unquote rivalry with Michael Jordan, which wasn't even a rivalry. He just right. like... He, he, he stepped to Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan put him in his place. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, so his, 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 the pinnacle of his career was almost beating Michael Jordan one time. And it's that. <laughs> and then his fight with Spike Lee and that's it. And that's like what people know about him. And he scored nine points one time. And, but that's like more a Spike Lee situation. My I point couldn't is, tell you, I couldn't tell you anything yeah. else about Reggie Miller. Oh, except that now he's in the Wendy's commercials. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I, I, he's a bad comment. I don't know. I, I have a weirdly strong, uh, strong. I know. I love with, it so much. I, I That's I why I put him I on here. Know. I knew you'd get riled up. <laughs> Cause I think I just hated growing up in Indiana and like, I was, I was the galaxy brain kid in Indiana that I was like, this guy sucks. Like, why are you all fans of him? He's like, cause he's our, cause he's our, he might suck. He's our guy. I was like, he doesn't have to be It's like, it's pro <laughs> right. sports, dude. Like you realize when he retires, he's never coming back to Indiana. Right. They're like, no, nah, Reggie would. He Look didn't. at him now. Look at him now. You've been training your whole it? life for this podcast. How many times does Reggie Miller go back to Indiana? Never. We should have called this the devil sports advocate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good one. Anyway, uh, what's uh, your number two? Number two, you're going to love it. Mm. You're going to wonder why it's not number one. Okay. The New York Yacht Club versus Sir Thomas Lipton. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, yes. As a reminder, this man <laughs> from 1899 to 1930 lost five straight America's Cups. Then he died in 1931. <laughs> he tried to win the America's Cup for 31 years and then died a failure. Lost five remember straight when, times. Remember when I was like, what happened to Shamrock Six? And you were like, I don't know, he probably died. He probably died. And then <laughs> we looked did. it up and he died. This the is heir a, to the Lipton Tea fortune. Yeah. Spent his life trying to beat the New York Yacht Club. No, he was the guy who created the Lipton Tea Fortune. Oh, he right. Was, Sorry, he was the, the grandfather of the Lipton the, Tea. The not Lipton the Tea year. guy. The guy. Instead of just chilling and drinking tea and counting his money, he was like, I am going to win America's Cup. In fact, I'm going to devote the, re the rest of my life. I I'm going to win America's Cup or die trying. And then everyone laughs. <laughs> and like, Sounds like you're going to die trying. <laughs> 
<laughs> when I can't think of another instance where someone said, you know, like get rich or die trying. I think Fifty Cent got rich. Yeah, I yeah, never. What, I I can't think of another instance, instance where, you died. where you, he died. <laughs> he died, died from trying. <laughs> oh, Mark, that's so good. Thank you for that. That's a little uh, gift. As as a reminder, you kind of mentioned it. The Shamrock. Uh, he he. The first boat they raced. His first attempt was on Sham. A boat called Shamrock. Second attempt, Shamrock two. Third attempt, Shamrock three. Fourth attempt, Shamrock four. Fifth attempt. He called it the Freedom Express. No, I'm kidding. He called it the Shamrock Five. <laughs> he kept going with the Shamrock. Also, I, I, I saw this because I, I was doing, uh, uh, I was trying to get my, all my numbers right for this show because I remembered the specifics, but not always the dates and everything. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, I stumbled across this. The British as a country, as a people, yeah. are 0 and 17 all time in America's <laughs> Cups. They have never once won America's Cup. Once people overlook that in all the lists about like most tortured fan base and all that shit. Like, no, no, it's the British in sailing. The British sailors, the British are terrible. They're zero and seventeen, Charlotte. So it almost that, makes you wonder how the Mayflower ever got here. Great point. It's a, it's a. They built an empire on sail. It's all over the world. They sailed their boats all over the world and conquered people and places and things. And yet, when it comes time to conquer a trophy, they can't do it. That would be like. <laughs> that would be like. Uh, like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> what? Where are you going with that? I was gonna say. Oh God! I I'd like to go on record and say I caught myself before I completed this thought because I was like, "You sound so dumb." But I was gonna say that would be like Dunkin' Donuts not winning a fast casual donut shop oh my competition. God. Oh my God! What? i'm crying (laughs) that is so dumb oh my god okay um anyway my number my number one mark thank you for that i needed that that i'm i not a day goes by that i want to not think about sir thomas i want to think about sir thomas lipton every day we should also we should make t-shirts the des moines yacht club on the front they should say shamrock six on the back shamrock six is our boat that's our boat yeah shamrock no question it's basketball time. Shamrock six. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on this. I need to make these before we get too many other phrases and the cost goes up for putting more words on it. Um, okay, my number one feud that I cannot take seriously that I think is the funniest thing every single time I think about it is Michael Jordan versus everybody. Mm-hmm. I This might be a sort of too straightforward pick, but... The Last Dance was all we had for several months last Mm -hmm. year in 2020, Mm -hmm. and I became obsessed with how much Michael Jordan held grudges, and I still think the best meme in the last five years was Michael Jordan saying, and I took that personally. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. Self-explanatory. I don't have to say more than that. And it, it it's it, yeah it, it, the 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 joy of watching the last dance like that part of of it was that uh, it felt like he would talk about the grudges that made a lot of sense that like mm-hmm. he would lose the Pistons all the time and boy I hated those Pistons they beat they knocked me out of the playoffs I had to get over that hump and then finally we did I I took it personally and we kicked their ass and like that was awesome that felt great and you're like you're not in the long you're like yeah that makes a lot of sense like right. this team keeps beating you I'd be pissed off too. And then by the end of it, he it, it's like, yeah, the, the security guard looked at me the wrong way. So I, I mean, what was the one? Was it George Carl at dinner that like George Carl snubbed him or didn't snub yeah. him? 
one of, I forget which one it was, but like th- that was the most preposterous to me because because I was laughing because it was like no matter what George Carl did, he was gonna take it personally. That like I don't I even think, remember what it was because it didn't matter what he did. He was just upset yeah, about it because I think it was George Carl. Ah, oh, shit, I forget. Did he talk to him or not? It doesn't matter because the point is say say it's that George Carl snubbed him. That like he saw him at dinner. George I Carl think he didn't said talk he snubbed to him. him. Yeah, and he was like, or I was that he up. taunted him at dinner. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's confusing because it doesn't matter because Michael Jordan matter. would take it personally, and I'm sitting there watching it like, dude, if he would have done the other thing, you would have been even more pissed off. So what are you exactly. talking about? And uh, it, it it really gave us a look inside Michael Jordan's brain, which is not a healthy place probably, but it is a place with six rings, Charlotte. So. <laughs> So everyone who's so mad at Aaron Rodgers yeah. is, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, what's what's your number one, Mark? My number one, if boy, if you thought Chael Sonnen was a, a misogynistic pick, Uh-oh. you're going to love this one, Charlotte. Okay, go for it. My number one all-time funniest sports rivalry is Andy Kaufman versus women. <laughs> Do you know who Andy Kaufman is? Yes. Do you, are you aware that uh, in the early 80s, in 1979 through like 1983 he wrestled over 400 women no and that this was <laughs> wait what okay so andy kaufman did these sort of performance art elaborate yes he was um, the king of anti-comedy where like he would yeah. he he would do things on stage that like weren't really funny and then like he would do them long enough and commit to it so long that like you'd start laughing and you'd kind of get it and it would click yeah, he, that it was actually funny he yeah. did what i do which is beat jokes to death but he did it so that it was actually like you started laughing eventually yeah he's awesome i was obsessed with him when i was growing up because uh part part of it was because he died so young there's that Mm -hmm. mystique too and i was a sucker for that when i was like in high school but uh everyone seemed to love him like all that era of comedians like love like thought he was like so fun like jim carrey i was obsessed with him makes the movie where he is andy kaufman yes and then he, he i don't think he stopped being andy kaufman i think that's no, like, i think that, he's like, still i think jim yeah. carrey is andy kaufman yeah yeah that's like that's what happened to jim carrey uh anyway one of the one of the bits quote unquote that andy kaufman did back in the day was that he challenged uh, in 1979 he appears on saturday night live and he offers 500 dollars to any woman that can pin him <laughs> you're kidding me i didn't know this oh that he, is sports and then he wrestled a woman and pinned her and then, like, this was, like, a whole thing for, like, five years or something where Andy Kaufman, like, would do public appearances. He would call himself, like, the women's wrestling champion of the world. He was just, like, the whole deal was, like, he's being a heel. Like, that that was the anti-comedy. That's what I mean. Like, it yeah. wasn't a, a comedic bit. He was, like, I'm dead serious that I think I could beat any woman on earth in wrestling. And I will pay you if you can pin me. <laughs> did anyone ever pin him? I don't. To my knowledge, I don't think they did. Because I think I think it was like you have to pin him in like the first three minutes. Or I don't know. He had like a lot of these. He had a rule that would keep. He the probably bit had going. a rule. Yeah, that would keep the bit going. But uh, at no point was, would he laugh or anything like that. He was like very serious, and you would watch it. I, I wasn't alive then, but I've watched all these clips on YouTube a right, hundred right. times. And at no point is is it like funny to him or anything like that. Right, but that's exactly what it made to, it so funny. <laughs> that's pretty brilliant. I don't even think I don't even think that's misogynist. I think that's just, like I think that he is doing a satire of pointing out what is wrong with guys who are like that. Yeah. So it is like. Can, can you imagine him though doing that today? Because everyone loves talking about like we could never do that today, or you could whatever. Uh, and I think your gut instinct is like, oh my god, he could never do that today. He would get killed for it. And I'm thinking, no, this would be so much better today. I like, think, think he, about how I think it would play. upset. 
I think people would get so shitty with it. Like, cause that was his point. Like he would be, he would be very misogynist. He was like a wrestling. He was literally a wrestling heel that he would, he would say like women are inferior or like uh, they're weak or like what they belong in that. He would say this stuff. But that <laughs> to me is like such off. obvious satire, which yeah. I guess some people might say like, Oh, but it doesn't matter. Cause it's not funny. It's just like, you know what I mean? But like, I the reason it's funny see. to me isn't isn't necessarily that you know like I'm not I wasn't laughing at him saying women belong in the kitchen what I was laughing at is the absurd just like me saying this out loud that a man appeared on Saturday Night Live and said yes. I'll give you $500 if you can pen me and they wrestled a woman <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wild I had no idea that that was a bit wow you gave me so, I need to go, go watch so many videos you do, yeah. I wow. give I give the people a lot of homework, so wow, you is. did. We're gonna get um, a bunch of emails about other Andy Kaufman skits. I, uh, I I was obsessed with Andy Kaufman for so long, and I I don't know. I, I'm I thought not surprised. he. I, I also was obsessed with him. I I thought he faked his own death. I was obsessed with like everyone think uh, faking their own death. Yeah, I was obsessed I could with also like see that. Elvis and Tupac, and I was like every single one of these guys is faking <laughs> their own death. I, I did believe Tupac was still alive for a while. I've phased out of it, unfortunately. We would have gotten but, along in high school. Yeah. Life was so much more fun when someone could just come to you and be like, you know he faked his own death, right? And you're like, what? You're like, <laughs> you whoa, you mean it. he's a hologram? Yeah. Remember that? We, like, Tupac was a hologram for Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he was. I don't know. Um, what, Should what we? A, do you want to do it? I think we got to do it. All right. We don't have to keep it going if it doesn't work, but um, we're going to do... We're going to do well, a quiet here's, podcast. Here's, here's what happens. Uh, so A Quiet Place 2 comes out on Friday. And right. when, we fe- when, we, when we heard about that, we decided this is a perfect time to, to actually give this a go. So tell the people what's happening here. You, you so want. we're going to turn our volumes off, I guess. Is that the best way to do this? Uh, yeah, I'm, I, there's the, 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 the software we use to record these podcasts, there's a little button at the bottom that we can m- mute each other talking like you know where i can't hear what you're saying you can't hear what i'm saying so really at the yeah it says mute the speaker right there what at the, the bottom heck? i don't right see next it. to Hold the on. chat Hold box on. and the microphone the chat box and the microphone it says uh, the little three dot things mark you kn- i'm so bad at technology you where- just go you move your mouse down to the bottom middle of the screen and there's the chat myself. box there's the mute speaker yep. mute your own microphone disable the camera so the mute speaker is a second from the left isn't it wow i don't know if i have that (laughs) we're using the same program (laughs) hold on hold on mute the speaker the one to the right next to the message box there's a megaphone looking thing and then there are (laughs) yeah i see the megaphone thing so click on that and see what happens what happens I when that? I just turn the volume. I can't hear you when I click that. That's the point. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is this is bad already. I think By that's it. By the way, to everyone listening show. and not watching this, my hair has dried just <laughs> absolutely. I do not look great right now, folks. Okay, are you ready? Wait, can are, you can hear you... me? You can't hear me. Well, I just can I can hear, hear you. Yes. Okay. So okay, I'm what, gonna mute you. We're gonna mute each other, and then what but are we the gonna topic, do? But the topic, the topic, we're we're gonna talk about skyscrapers for a little while, and right, I'm so we're gonna, and the, we're gonna have a conversation where I can't hear Mark, and, and he can't hear me, but we can see read each other's lips and like sort of have an idea, and we want to see if we can. <laughs> oh my god, this, this is, is so stupid. All right, go ahead. You go. You start us off. I'm muting you now. I'm muted. Go, go. I can't hear you. 
I can't hear you. Talk. <laughs> I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Are you talking? You're not talking, Charlotte. You have to say something. I'm going to tell everyone what's going on here. You can't hear what I'm saying, but I'm going to tell everyone what's going on here is that I muted. We both muted. I waited for Charlotte to start talking. We decided that she was going to be the one to start talking. Um, and now I'm sitting here waiting on you to talk, but you're not talking. So I'm not entirely clear <laughs> what you just said, but I think that you explained to people that we're, we're going to talk about skyscrapers. And I want to talk about the Burj Khalifa, the biggest skyscraper in the world, which is in Dubai, because I looked up how they built it, and it turns out that it cost $1.5 billion to build. Wow. Wow. I'm pretending, now I'm pretending like I'm listening to what Charlotte said, uh, but I actually didn't, and I have, I, I'm not paying attention at all. I'm just fascinated by her thinking that this idea would ever work. So I think for the rest of this segment, I am just going to uh, mock her and see if she listens back to this at all. Um, this was the worst idea you've ever had. This is such a bad idea, uh, but whatever, we'll, we'll do it anyway. And now I'm going to say skyscrapers a bunch, so that way she thinks that I am talking about skyscrapers. Uh, skyscraper is that is that is that right? And I make I'm I'm furrowing my brow, so it looks like I'm asking her a question. Um, so that way she can try to figure out what I'm saying. But really, I'm saying nothing, and all you guys listening, no, I'm not saying anything. So let's see what she says now, right? I have a really good feeling that you are trolling me right now and are not talking about skyscrapers at all. But if you were asking me how I, I think they build them, I think they build them by... Well, I looked up the guy who did all the interiors of the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> and it turns out... I was just I was just thinking, I was like, can you imagine being that one guy who was tasked with building this 2000 foot building and like the buck has to stop somewhere and it stops with you like if that building falls down it's your fault i just i can't i, I can't imagine that kind of pressure i don't know how you sleep at night <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing <laughs> <laughs> She, Charlotte looks so excited to say these facts. I have no idea what the hell she's saying, uh, but but you seem you seem to be very excited. So um, I uh, I don't know. I have nothing else to say. I think that's it. I think it's over. I think we'd stop it. Can stop we unmute? it. Unmute. Unmute. We're back. <laughs> How do you think that went? I think I said this on my end, but I said that I think you're trolling me and you're not talking about skyscrapers at all. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I talked. I talked about skyscrapers. As soon as you started, I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And I just started laughing. Oh my god! I talked about how I wouldn't want to be the one guy who was responsible with the buck stopped here for building the tallest skyscraper oh. in the world. <laughs> All right, that folks. was so bad. That was awful. Send oh, us emails. Quiet place. This Friday. We're, hey, not, this... we're acting like we're sponsored by a Quiet Place. We're not. We just thought we'd tie it to something. I wrote down a bunch of skyscraper notes to be honest, and I was I was ready to give it a go, and then uh, it started, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I know. I read my skyscraper notes. The Burj Khalifa costs $1.5 million to build. Um, can I can I make a pitch for the Ne 500 real quick, very quickly, oh, yeah, before yeah, we yeah. get out of here? Uh, the Ne yeah. 500 is on Sunday. Uh, I found that a lot of people do not care. They do not watch. Uh, it is not on Fox, so in that regard, maybe don't care as much. But uh, as a guy from the state of Indiana, I'm wearing a back home again in Indiana shirt, Ne 500 shirt. Um, 
I love it. It's my favorite sporting event in the world, and uh, I I feel a responsibility to get people to care about this thing. So, you listening uh, at home, you Charlotte listening right now, <laughs> um, you're probably saying it's a race. I don't understand. They just turn left a bunch. Don't, hey, Mark, don't don't, don't they, they just, just turn left? What else? Why why should I watch this? Why what makes I this watch different? This? What makes it special? So I'm gonna hit you with the facts real quick, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, largest sporting venue in the world is indianapolis mm-hmm. motor speedway mm-hmm. the largest single day sporting event in the world is the indianapolis 500 nobody wow. it is the most highly attended single day sporting event anywhere in this world on this I didn't planet know that. it is true uh you should watch because the engineering behind the, it looks like they're just turning left but if you really like focus on what's happening which is a it's a tough ask i understand but these guys are basically sitting on rockets with wheels mm-hmm. attached to them. They're going 230 miles an hour on basically like flat ground that banks a little bit in the turns, but the the centripetal force would scramble your brain if you or I tried to ride in these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to not hit each other, but also pass each other. And they're doing this for 500 miles. It is insane. But as for this specific race, some notes. Uh, Scott Dixon is on the pole. Last year, he led 111 laps, Charlotte. He looked like he dominated the race, did not win, got second. Because Takuma Sato uh, uh, passed him. Then the, the caution happens. The race ended under caution. We were setting up for a huge finish where Scott Dixon would try to pass him again. Didn't get it. So Scott Dixon has hashtag unfinished business. So oh, keep an eye on yeah. that. Uh, Ed Carpenter is the hometown guy. He's from Indianapolis. Went to Butler. His uh, stepfather ran the track forever. Tony George. Um, and he is him. Like one thing I've always wanted in the, and to happen in the sports world. Like one thing I want to see more than really anything else is a Hoosier win the Indy 500. Mm. It almost, it hasn't happened in like a thousand years. Yeah. It would be the equivalent of Andy Murray winning Wimbledon. This is something I want so badly. Uh, and Ed Carpenter has to be the guy he's starting fourth. So he's, he's, he, he finished second in 2018. He came close, but we want that to happen. So we're rooting for Ed. We're rooting for Ed Carpenter. Uh, also, there's a Bitcoin car starting number three. So be ready for that if, if uh, one way or the other, if it crashes and it. burns. Well, I mean, Bitcoin is so volatile. Like, I don't know. I'm going to put a lot of... Is it car... No, it's sponsored Bitcoin. by Bitcoin. Like a kind of Bitcoin? Or no, it's Bitcoin like sponsored. It just says like Bitcoin on the car. It's like the Bitcoin <laughs> car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, if it if it wrecks, I'd sell all your Bitcoin. If like that, oh, yeah, if that guy sure. starts third and he he just like if his that engine guy blows, loses, I am selling every GameStop stock I yeah. own. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, the the guy who won it last year, Takuma Sato, has won twice, and uh, he he's the defending champion. I he's not. I think he's like starting in the middle of the pack. But um, this guy has raced like ten times, eleven times. I forget how many. Every single race he's ever been in, Charlotte, he has either yeah. improved on his starting position. So he like starts 10th and finishes eighth, whatever yeah. it is, or he has crashed. And the reason I po- point that out is that he is a, a, he is a madman. He's the kind of racer that makes racing awesome. He, mm-hmm. he, he is, he's the equivalent of like, I'm going to win this thing or crash trying. I don't want to say die trying. Cause that's, yeah, that's, that's uh, dark. That's a little too on the nose. And go dark, big or go home. He's if you're like, not living he, on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Literally every single Indy 500, he has either improved his standing or he's crashed. So He's awesome to watch. So there you I go. That's it. the pitch. Watch the Indy 500. Uh, that's all. We will never try a quiet podcast ever again. I'm sorry God that I thought you. of that. I'm sorry I did that. God bless you, Aaron and Shailene. God bless you, Bryson and uh, Brooks. <laughs> Thank you for Anything the Anything else, Charlotte? Thank you for the content. No, email us. I email don't care us. what you email us about, but email us. The People's Sports Podcast at gmail.com. 
Have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Oh, yeah. Happy Memorial Day, baby. White pants season.